Locked On Dolphins, hosted by Travis Wingfield. Your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Dolphins and welcome into the Tuesday, November the 20th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we've got an accelerated week worth of shows because of the holiday on Thursday, and that means we're previewing Dolphins Colts on today's show, matchups to look for, a lock of the week, and a score prediction. Plus, is Ryan Tannehill going to be under center come Sunday? If Adam Gaze's media availability on Monday is any indication, he might be. We'll get to all of that and more, but first, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, give me a follow on Twitter, at NFL. The show is at LockedOnFins. You can find more of my work at 3rd10.com, Palm Beach Post, FanRag Sports, but most importantly, LockedOnDolphins.com, the number one blog in the LockedOn Network, including today's preview for that game on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. And of course, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast, for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. We have a busy show. Let's go ahead and kick things off. That's another Miami Dolphins. And first down on today's Locked On Dolphins podcast is brought to you by Action Heat. And we're talking about Ryan Tannehill once again. And for the first time in what feels like maybe a month, some positive stuff regarding the Dolphins quarterback as he continues to progress towards possibly getting back onto the field, maybe as early as Sunday in Indianapolis. According to Adam Gaze at his Monday availability as he returns back to the facility to see the media for the first time in a week, he says that Ryan Tannehill's throwing program has increased to a new level, throwing the football 50 yards downfield at stationary targets, making some off-platform throws, throwing on the move, and the key now will be getting him back into a daily grind without soreness the following day, and also just being able to play within a practice setting because you can kind of control the setting when it comes to stationary workouts and just trainers running around on the field, as Adam Gay said himself. And why should I tell you this? We can hear from the coach himself. I'm going to play you guys Adam Gay's sound from when they first asked him about Ryan Tannehill and where the Dolphins' signal caller is for Sunday. I mean, he just increased his throwing program. Um, you know, we're... Really, it's it's kind of that. Okay, hey, did we cover this? Did we do on the move awkward throws? You know, and and that's the next step. And we we, we just kept trying to spitball things off each other and make sure that we're covering everything before we would get him out to practice. To where now all of a sudden something comes up and he hasn't done it yet. So that's really, you know, once we got through the initial of okay, stationary target, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. Now, all right, let's get some moving bodies in there. You know. And it's not the same because it's, you know, trainers running around instead of professional athletes. So, I mean, but he does a good job of, of simulating that in his, his, his head of, okay, I got to put the ball here and they just, you know, I got to pretend it's a moving target. So, Gay's referring to Ryan Tannehill and more of a really jovial type of attitude than he has had in the past. You guys will recall he was a little bit frustrated in the past, but now he sounds optimistic that there's actually a real chance that Ryan Tannehill does play on Sunday. 
and we'll come back to the rest of the injuries on the football team. But Adam Gaze in this press availability had a couple of nuggets that I found interesting personally. And we talked about tendency breakers a little bit on yesterday's podcast, breaking down this game in advance of Sunday. But I talked about the ability for the offense to change things they were doing, as well as the defense. And you can tell that Adam Gaze has spent a lot of time, as he should, as is expected, self-scouting throughout the course of the last week. And he just talked about how some of the defensive breakdowns were just one guy missing his assignment or one guy shooting the wrong gap. And he says he wishes he could point to one specific guy, but it seems to be leaks on different levels of the defense, on different portions of the defense every single time. And they feel, they they assume they can get that cleaned up. And they're going to have to do it really soon because this defense is going to have to improve its play down the stretch for this team to have a chance. And then also interesting was his mention about Mike Kosicki, the Dolphins tight end and the way he's been used this year so far. And his expectation coming into the year was that Kosicki, because of being a rookie, was going to get a lot of man coverage, one-on-one coverage against linebackers and safeties. And that hasn't been the case. He's seen a lot of bracket coverage from different safeties and linebackers working together or even one-on-one coverage against a cornerback. The Dolphins, in general, he says, have seen a lot of man coverage this year, more than they anticipated, and he thinks that teams are respecting Mike Kosicki's game out of college more than he anticipated. So this signals two things to me. One, I'm glad they're getting a look at this and seeing some of the things that have caused problems for them. But two, I wish they had a better self-scouting department in season and we didn't have to wait for the bye week to find some of this stuff out because not like I'm a coach or a professional or anything, but a lot of these things, I mean, I could have told you that, Adam. I, I watch the tape every week. I could have told you that. I just wish they were more fluid week to week when it comes to self-scouting. Back to the injuries, other injury news ahead of this game. The Dolphins have moved Jakeem Grant to injury reserve, ending his season just the next player in a massive, massive list of offensive injuries for the Miami Dolphins. And it sounds like Devontae Parker has a chance to play, according to Adam Gaze, on Sunday in Indianapolis. And while we're on the topic of those injuries, another note from Adam Gaze's presser that I found personally interesting was simply the conversations he mentioned that he has had with Steven Ross, the owner, in regards to those injuries and the way this team has had success in spite of those injuries this season. And he mentioned, quote, I've seen or I've talked to Steven Ross and he has seen the big plays that Albert Wilson made. He knows the contributions Jakeem Grant made. He knows how much better the downfield passing game is when we have Ryan Tannehill out there. So this, to me, signals that they will blame the outcome of this season, no matter how it shapes out the rest of the year, on the injuries, for better or for worse. And not that they were going to move on from Adam Gaze anyway. I think that, you know, Stephen Ross is loyal to a fault, but he has made both of his firings in year four as an owner of the Miami Dolphins, which I suppose is still a possibility next year if things do go wrong in 2019. But as for 2019, ahead of that, do not expect Adam Gase to go anywhere. He is this team's coach. He is not on the hot seat in any way, shape, or form. And if he does survive 2019 as the coach, that would make him the third longest tenured coach in Dolphins history, and if he's here in 2020, he'd be second behind only the great Don Shula. Really kind of a crazy stat when you think about it. And as far as the team's future goes in 2019, the cap situation appears to possibly be something favorable for these Miami Dolphins, something that hasn't really been the case in a long time as they tend to splurge in the offseason. You can check out Jason Harina's piece up live on LockedOnDolphins.com titled Why Ryan Tannehill Will Be Miami's Quarterback in 2019. He went into great depth to defend his position, but also gave us some hope by examining some clever ways Miami can be in a 
positive cap position for 2019. Also up on LockedOnDolphins.com is the Week 12 preview, taking a look at the Colts from a personnel and schematic standpoint, written by yours truly. And we'll preview the game next here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. But first, a word from our newest sponsor, Action Heat. And this episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing with heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Think of it this way. You get in your car on a frosty, cold winter morning, and what's the first thing you do? You turn on that heated seat. Action Heat has a very similar effect with heating panels similar to that heated car seat. They can reach up to 135 degrees in temperature and are powered by a battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. And as an added bonus, the Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. They're perfect for any friend or family on your holiday list and great for someone that spends plenty of time outdoors, whether it's going to a football game in the elements, going out skiing, hiking, whatever it is outdoors, let Action Heat be the one that warms you up. They provide toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. Bear the winter elements from head to toe with Action Heat. And Action Heat is available in both men's and women's and has great new styles and models just released for this upcoming winter season. Make your winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth from Action Heat, the perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm. And as someone that's always cold, whether I'm out stringing up Christmas lights or watching a football game live in person... Action Heat is my go-to for my personal heating needs. And we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20% off your order. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We are back on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. And as you well know, one of the best holidays of the year for fans of football, food, and family, Thanksgiving coming up. So therefore, we push the game preview up a couple of days to the Tuesday podcast. We'll be on the air tomorrow for you guys as well for a Wednesday podcast. And then probably going to release one more show in the week. Not sure if I'll do that on Thursday or Friday, but we'll have four shows for you this week once again. And then we'll get back to five shows per week following the holiday after Thanksgiving comes to a close. But we are talking Dolphins and Colts on Sunday in Indianapolis. The game has been moved or flexed to 125 West Coast, 425 East Coast to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And the Colts open as 10-point favorites, a massive margin, especially when you consider the fact that both these teams are sitting at 5-5. Five and five. And a big reason for that big, big spread up there in Indianapolis is the fact that the Colts' offense is absolutely humming right now. Andrew Luck is on a tear. He is ninth in the NFL in passer rating, fourth in the league in touchdown pass percentage, but his 6.9 yards per attempt 
is kind of an anomaly in today's NFL, and it pushes him way down below league average. And actually, his career YPA is just 7.2 yards per pass, which you can argue whether or not that's an impact of Andrew Luck himself or the roster he has around him. But the idea is that throughout the course of his career, he's tried to get the ball out of his hands as quick as possible. And that has been the case so far this year with Frank Reich, the new head coach, and this retooled offense that is built around an offensive line that is just fantastic. But beyond the quarterback play and the offensive line play has been a scheme that has really taken advantage of what the modern defense in the NFL is. And they're going to hit you with plenty of 12 and 13 personnel packages. They use three tight ends, whether it's Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, or Mo Alley-Cox in a variety of packages lined up in line and tight out of play action formations, flexed out wide and empty packages. They will hit you in a variety of ways with the same concepts, not unlike Sean McVay in Los Angeles and the way they attack defenses with different variety out of the same groupings and packages. But that's what the Colts are going to try to do to Miami in this game on Sunday. And if the Dolphins have any hope of winning this game, they're going to have to create pressure on those packages and do a good job covering up and plastering those tight ends and create contested catch opportunities. And frankly, they're going to have to take the football away from this Colts offense because they are so high powered beyond just the tight ends and the quarterback and the offensive line. You have Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith. The two rookies are playing awesome at left guard and right tackle respectively. Left tackle Anthony Costanzo has been terrific. Right guard Mike Glowinski has been fantastic in his own right. And center Ryan Kelly getting the job done. They have not allowed a sack on Andrew Luck in 274 pass attempts. Second highest streak in league history. Number one belongs to our guy Dan Marino at an absurd 759 pass attempts without getting sacked. That was in the 88-89 season and spanned over 19 games. Unreal for Dan Marino back in the day. But back to the modern day, this Colts offense, T.Y. Hilton, a big impact player on the outside as well. I just don't know how the Dolphins are going to find a way to slow this juggernaut offense that's racking up 40 points regularly at this point in the season. So Miami on defense, going to have to get creative. Probably don't want to blitz Andrew Luck too much. That ball comes out quick. Probably want to play coverage and just hope you can get the takeaways and be stout down in the red zone. Now on the other side of the ball, if the Dolphins get Ryan Tannehill back, things kind of change for this Dolphins offense. The downfield passing element returns to the offense, something that has been completely absent the last couple of weeks under Brock Osweiler. Kenny Stills becomes more involved in the game plan. Devontae Parker under Ryan Tannehill has had better numbers than any other quarterback Parker has played with. So you hope that some of that familiarity can return to this offense. They can get back to doing the things they do best, attacking the intermediate and deep portions of the field after they set things up with the short passing game. And I just hope for once they stick to the inside trap play, the running play that is so successful for this team, where you have a tight end hit a wham block coming back inside on a defensive tackle and take care of the defense that way and their aggressiveness because this Colts defense led by Darius Leonard, Kamiko Torre, and... Malik Hooker and all the names they have assembled the last couple of years. They play fast. They play aggressive. They want to do what the Dolphins do to other teams and get after the team's quarterback and try to create turnovers in the secondary and be stout in the red zone. The plan's the same for both these teams. Just the way they've executed it has been different so far this year. Where the Colts are probably weakest is in the secondary. Their safety play has been up and down. I mentioned Malik Hooker. He didn't play last game. He is kind of always injured. 
So last week when Malik Hooker was not playing, Clayton Gathers and George Odom played the safety spots for the Colts. They rank 71st and 86th respectively on pro football focus. Pierre Desir, their top cornerback, has been excellent, allowing just 82.2 passer rating against him. And Kenny Moore in the slot has been good in his own right. But on the other perimeter spot, Quincy Wilson has had a lot of ups and downs. Expect Miami to attack the former Florida Gator. In this game, the Colts are favored by 10 points, which means there are more concerns than opportunities. I mentioned Andrew Luck and what he has been offensively, the Colts' ability to protect him and not allow a pass rush. I think Miami's going to have to just kind of chill out on the blitz packages, play coverage, probably play a spy on Andrew Luck because he can still scramble with the best of him and he'll put his head down and gain extra yardage that way. They're going to have to find a way to erase these matchups that the Colts will create in the passing game. So look for Minka Fitzpatrick to have a very busy day and hopefully he can be the one that erases some of these guys in coverage. As far as opportunities go, the Dolphins are going to have to hit a deep shot down the field to keep this game close. I think a ball control style offense and just try to outlast the Colts in a war of attrition and just finding a way to create more opportunities in the running game and the passing game. I think Eric Stutisville, the Dolphins running game coordinator, has been the most impressive coach on the staff this year. And I think the week off and the ability to break some of those tendencies could bode well for the Miami Dolphins. And of course, if Ryan Tannehill's back, that opens up the zone read option once again and just creates more versatility within the offense. So look for Kenny Stills. I think Kenyon Drake could have a big day. And I think Ryan Tannehill, if he plays, could have a good day in this game. On the next portion of the podcast, we're going to lock it up with the lock of the week. We'll predict the game and then we'll get out of here for you guys. The Locked On Dolphins podcast at Linkful NFL at Locked On Fins. Tuesday on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your host with you guys every single day, Travis Wingfield on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, and we are talking about Colts and Dolphins, and we have to get into our segment here that we do each and every week on the podcast. Of course, I'm talking about locking it up. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. And this week, we're locking up a very specific aspect of the Dolphins game plan, and it revolves around the availability of of who else? Ryan Tannehill. It has to be about Ryan Tannehill and the quarterback position. However, it's going to be more of an indirect impact from Ryan Tannehill. We're talking, of course, about the wide receivers and a man that has been ultimately forgotten once Brock Osweiler came into the fold for the Dolphins. I'm talking, of course, about Kenny Stills. I think the Dolphins are going to want to be play-action based in this game, run-heavy based in this game, try to protect Ryan Tannehill at least early on and create opportunities down the field. And we know Kenny Stills can play the slot. He can play outside. Whoever he finds a matchup on -on one-on-one, I think we're going to see him hit a deep over, a deep post, maybe a straight nine route. Kenny Stills gets deep on this defense, makes a big play, goes over 100 yards, and catches a touchdown in this game. That's the lock of the week. However, I have to give you a caveat in case Tannehill does not play. And if it's Brock Osweiler... I'll give the 100 yards receiving to Devontae Parker. Why the hell not? Brock seems to favor him more than he does Stills. So we'll go with Brock Osweiler for Devontae Parker. But if it's Ryan Tannehill, Kenny Stills, 100 yards and a touchdown. That's the lock of the week. As for the prediction for the game itself, look, there's a lot of things going against the Dolphins in this game. They are awfully banged up. The public loves the Colts for what they have done over the last four games. 
However, the Colts come into a couple of games after this on the road with the Jaguars and the Texans, some big, big divisional games for them. Could Miami catch the Colts sleeping a little bit? I'm not too sure, but I think the quarterback position with Miami gives them much more hope than they otherwise would have had. With Brock Osweiler, I'm probably calling this game Colts 34 to Dolphins like 13, something like that. The scoring woes continue on for Miami, but with Ryan Tannehill, it's a closer game, but I still can't give the Dolphins the win. So with Tannehill in the lineup, I'm going Indianapolis Colts 33, Dolphins 27. They fall to five and six ahead of that very important two-game homestand, which I will be at against the Bills and Patriots. Again, if you guys are in the South Florida area and want to meet up with me, as well as our staff lead, Jason Harina, we're going to be down in Miami for 10 days looking for stuff to do. So come find us, get us on Twitter. Again, I am at Wingful NFL. He is at Miami D Punks. That's with an X at the end of that. So check us out. Look for us there. We'll be in the game live for the Bills and Patriots. As for this podcast, that is going to be my time today. You guys, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us that rating. Leave us the review. That is really appreciated by us in the industry here. Helps the podcast get out to more Dolph fans. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins and keep up to date on our Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Fins up.